Let's take a look at the history of Soulful House. Back in the late 70s, but mostly in the early 80s, there was this sound coming out of Chicago. It originally started out as disco music, and what they started doing, they started adding heavier bass lines, bigger drum beats, kick drums, to make this sound a little bit different. And what happened was, they would come into clubs and start playing it. Now, here's how we got the name House. There was a place called The Warehouse where a DJ by the name of Frankie Knuckles, who was the godfather of House, and unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. About maybe two years, give or take. But he would play in this place called The Warehouse. And people would say, okay, I'm going to The Warehouse, going to The Warehouse, going to The Warehouse, going to The Warehouse. And after a while, people start to say, well, listen, I'm going to hear The Warehouse music. And then as people do, Little by little, it went from warehouse to house music. So hence the name, where the name house music came from. Now, what I'm gonna do is I wanna focus on a particular style of house music. The original house music was soulful, soulful house music. That name came later, but it originally was house, but it became soulful after they had to make distinctions between the different styles of music. So what happened as the Frankie Knuckles of the world were playing, and there were also another really key figure was Larry LeVan, that was from the garage, which many people have heard of. He was one of the originators of this style of music. Also too, back in those days, you also had Tony Humphreys, who is still around today. Unfortunately, Larry LeVan also passed. And also, then a little bit later on, you have gentlemen like Timmy Regisford, who was still around and still making, making music and that kind of stuff. So now, fast forward a little bit, they decide that there's music that's going to be played and they want to play it all over, but it never really, really, really breaks in the United States like it could have in other places. It broke in other cities across the pond. Really, in Europe, it really started to break really big. And we just never got the love here in the United States. But underground there is a huge audience. Let me give you a couple of some of the artists from back in those days. Lolita Holloway, and you still hear her music today. There was also First Choice was another big artist back then. There were other people who made the music like Adonis, who made No Way Back. And let's not forget Marshall Jefferson. Marshall Jefferson is the one who made the house music anthem called Everybody Will Recognize when they say, gotta have house music. Well, anyway, this goes back to the 80s also, and this all came out of that Chicago sound. Well, fast forward, then there were some guys in Detroit that went into the house, and they started making music, but they were working with these drum machines making different sounds and they started making what now today we refer to as techno. Later on, there are other styles of music that came out of it. Some of the more popular are Deep House, there's Acid House, there's Trance, there's EDM or Electronic Dance Music, and then there's a whole a host of it. At this current moment, Jersey Club music is 
it's global, it's international. It, it was at the Super Bowl. It was at the Grammys this year. It's all over social media, especially TikTok. So it is having this, this moment and it's had multiple moments of global recognition. But, you know, even if Jersey Club music falls out of the mainstream trends and, you know, the mainstream industry focuses on different styles, that music is so cherished and, and valued in Newark, especially in Jersey. It's going to keep going because I've noticed that about black music is that even when it's not considered to be trendy or popular anymore, you still hear these same songs, right? You hear the cha-cha slide, you hear the electric slide, you hear, um, you know, follow me. Uh, and, and so many of these songs becoming classics um, in the black community, even though they're now far gone and, and considered dead, right? In the pop music mainstream. So there's a level of care right of black music and continuation and continuity that i think is really fostered in black communities people made this very committed effort to keep the the memory right in the practice of club music alive in their bodies and their heads by passing it down to new generations um and committing to dj culture broadly um in newark and committing to dance I think that's such a distinguishing factor. People in New Jersey dance. Sometimes you don't see that in New York or other club cultures where it's like, sometimes it's about just looking cool and being on the scene. Right. In Newark, you come and you, you come to dance. dance. And so I think that commitment to like, you're coming to make music, to dance to music, you're coming to put in that work. Um, you can look cute and everything, but you know, we want to see you sweat. I, we want to see you participate, do the work. And then to have that sustained by really passionate people who see this as a type of cultural pride, I think is what's helped the scene sustain. So when you, when you walk onto the floor, that's really home. That's where you can release. That's where you can be yourself and just be free in that that's your dance space. The reason why I connect a lot with the Jersey dancers, don't make me cry, please, <laughs> because all of them have awesome stories. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are coming from um, not such of a good place. And they went to house music to transform their lives. Okay. Right? So you have a lot of people who are NA, AA, people who have told me stories where like, you know, I had no place to stay, but I went into Club Zanzibar and they let me spend the night in Zanzibar. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's, so there's stories like that where I don't hear those type of stories out of New York. I hear it mostly in Jersey. Chicago may have, cause it, it grew organically. Right. So I think that's why um, in New Jersey, a lot of the dancers are more connected as a family because a lot of them went through struggles and then they go, it's literally their medicine is released. And so when I entered to dance, first I give thanks for just being able to move mm -hmm. the way I do and to be able to just share my joy that I'm having in life with other house dancers. <laughs> but it's just, it's just really beautiful. The New Jersey scene. We often focus a lot on the DJs, but because dance is so central in Newark, um, I think 
the dancers do a lot of work and I, I see them at the center of this ecosystem. Dancers will be the hosts, the promoters. Um, you'll usually have a lot of, um, I would say, event hosts in Newark that have just vast skill sets. At any given moment, they could jump in yeah. and be the dancers to get things started. They could step step in and DJ when the DJ needs a break. They can, you know, do the MC duties. They can make sure, you know, the water, the amenities, all of those things are there. They can regulate the social activities in the scene. They can be the videographers, the camera folks. So that's one thing I find really interesting about the ecosystem is that the division of roles is, is really fluid because at any given moment, you could have someone who is a dancer role transform into a videographer. And you could have somebody who was just an audience member transform into a, a dancer or the DJ at the time. So in terms of the ecosystem, I think um, that hierarchy is challenged a little bit because you have people who can occupy so many different roles and who do that um, because scene have. Yeah, I don't I don't think I think it's something you you have to experience to to fully understand um, like when people go out to dance they go out to dance for hours you know and with the expectation of like I'm going to arrive and I'm going to dance till the end like and and, yeah, it, yeah. and it it really crosses like age right so like you know you see elders in the community out there dancing like it the things that you would think oh maybe that person wouldn't dance all night they actually come to dance all night years ago there was this club called AIDS that I went to a few times AIDS you know you got dressed because back in the day we dressed well that's when I could wear heels I can't wear them now but anyway make a long story short then there's this club that came Zanzibar. Zanzibar was something. I couldn't believe it. They were playing disco music, but with a different flavor. And I liked that different flavor. I went out by myself. I was always a loner. I just, I don't know why, but that's how I was. I was a loner. I would see people and I would go in my own spot and be in my own zone. And that's when house music puts you in a zone that you can't even explain it. It's just the best thing. And I just loved it. I started hearing, you know, house music is just like, you start dancing to house music. I don't care if you're depressed. I don't care if you're sad. I don't care if you're going through something. House music make you just, it's just a feeling makes you just just go in have a good time i don't care if you can't dance it'll just make you do something house music just wake you up and be like yeah on the way to queens to see my family i went live and i went live to a dj mustafa cd mm -hmm. i'm in the car dancing acting like a fool going off and i had about three people on the live watching me <laughs> I got addicted from that point forward. So at that point, it was maybe like once a week, maybe once every couple of days, I'm addicted. I'm stuck, and I'm addicted, and I'm stuck. And if I don't go live one day, I get sick. So I go live basically almost like every day. It's, it makes me feel good, it makes me happy, and I believe it makes other people happy as well. The premise behind Momo TV 
going live every day is to showcase different DJs music. I do it to bring music by DJs that you probably would not otherwise hear. We have excellent DJs in New Jersey. They're excellent DJs worldwide, but we only have the scope to reach as many DJs as possible based on all the free time you have to be on Facebook going through all of this music. My goal has been to get a mix from as many DJs as possible, but it's what I like to call fire. I say bring the heat, bring the fire. And why I think it changes other people's lives is because I've gotten feedback telling me so. It puts me in another realm. It allows me to act like a child and be, just be free. I can be professional when I'm off the live. When I'm on that live, you're watching free Momo. Momo TV, I'm free, I'm being who I need to be, I'm laughing, I'm having fun, I'm telling jokes, and we're rocking out to the music. It started off with me just doing videos in my car. Every time I go somewhere, nine times out of 10, Momo going live. Cause I don't like to do long drives by myself. So as soon as I get in the car and I get on the road, I find the right mix for my mood. Most mixes match my mood. And then I set the phone up and we get ready to go live cause we getting ready to rock out. So you know what happened? I noticed that I started going to all of these house parties so I'm constantly, I'm constantly going out. I like to party. I don't have any children. So it allows me a lot of free time to go out. I like music. I like to go out dancing. I like to network. I like talking to people. I like meeting people. I just like being out and about. Shelton Hayes was one of the co-founders of the Lincoln Park Music Festival. And he would normally be the host for the Saturday evening portion of the festival, which was the house music portion. Um, the house music portion was the biggest festival of the three days, part of the house portion. And myself and Teresa Randolph, we were the faces of the house music hosts um, for approximately 11 years now if not more so because i knew shelton hayes so well and he knew my aspirations and what i wanted to do that i really think that he basically placed me in line to be the next host for the lincoln park music festival after he passed away and i've been doing it ever since and then from the lincoln park music festival i was asked to join the weekwake park house music festival i'm one of the original founding members from there the orange park music festival i host that one as well and that's hosted in orange park oh jersey city lincoln park i did their first one i was the first host for the trenton house music festival you know the list goes on and on and on new jersey is blessed because we have so many events given you know, throughout Essex County, Union County, and now it's starting to travel up and down the coast of New Jersey. I've learned a lot of nuances as far as artist outreach, um, contacting, doing contracts and all of that type of stuff, making contracts with um, the DJs, with the engineers who are going to do the equipment. You know, it's a, just a whole lot of things to give a free, event in the park you know i've had the opportunity to do interviews with legendary jazz artist dd bridgewater 
who I love. You did a song a couple of years ago, a couple of decades ago. Bad for me. Oh, which still stomps and storms the dance floors whenever it is played. Really? Miss Bridgewater, when that I, record I, I comes on. I don't do that anymore. I don't do those clubs anymore. But wait a minute. But, wait, but, <laughs> but when that song comes on, everybody goes up in an uproar. The dance community still loves that you, So is it Larry LeVon's remix? Yes. Well, so, we, yeah. got to, we got to see if, so, if, if Lady Dee Dee Bridgewater will ever come and sing that song for the right dollars, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> Oh, I know you don't realize what you do. Woo. And then, uh, I can't even remember the words, words but it's hard, but, but my mind, mind are watching you. Ah, yes! Cause you're bad. Only oh. your face. The things I like to, oh, I forget it now. <laughs> but that's okay. Bad for me. I know it's true. But your love is good, good, good to me. And I watch you. Here you go. And that's the bar. What, what, what I see now is a lot of unnecessary competition. You know, with people thinking who who gave the best party, whose party, whose event was number one for the year, whose event was all of this. My thing is, none of these events should be judged at all. Um, it's just a matter of going and enjoying where you want to go. We are blessed in this area that if you don't like where you're at, you can go someplace else. What are you doing, Ross Anthony? What you get is basically a person who sets the tone, who follows the timeline of the whole events from the time it starts all the way down to the time it closes. I set the standard up high. I'm the best host there is. I'm the top. I'm the top master of ceremonies in New Jersey, and I and I know this from the energy that I just you know that I expel. You know, I, I know what I'm capable of doing. I know what I'm capable of, uh, of handling. There's no job too big for me. No job too small for me. I'm about the evolution of house music. I'm all about the evolution. So if anybody ever says to me or says to anyone, man, what they do at the Dragonfly, that ain't your house. You're fooling yourself. You're definitely fooling yourself. Why? Because we're getting paid for what we do. Why? Because people come in there and have a good time. Why? Because there's diversity and everybody's not a house head uh, to your to your standards. Just because a person does not wear the funky clothes and the this and that, and it, those days are over. You know what I mean? I, I wish we could bring those days back. Unless you unless you're in New York or whatever, we can't even really get those that kind of space out here because everything is about the almighty dollar. We have to evolve. I perform in a lot of places and I'm happy to know that house music is being played in places like, you know, like restaurants, actual restaurants. That's the evolution. That didn't happen before. You get to dance, you get to be in the sunlight. Um, you get your soul touched, you get cleansed. You know, some of the events is like going to church. You really need to get into the music. There's, there's different type of house music and all of it can resonate with you. And I honestly feel some days when I don't go live, I feel empty. 
I feel like I'm missing something. So it gives me life just like it gives the viewers life. Every week, like people from New York, they say, we love New Jersey. Because they said you have something every weekend. There's something going on in Jersey. And I said, yeah, we are on the map. We definitely are. Mm -hmm. Which is a good thing because we have to keep house music alive. We have to. Because if we don't, it's going to be gone. And people need to understand that. This is serious, househeads. Hey, podcast listeners. Thank you for listening to this episode of Black House, Black Joy. Our storytellers in this episode, in the order of appearance, include Dan Shiver, a.k.a. DJ Dan Dan, Dr. Jasmine Henry, Jamar Wakefield, Jojo Abinavi, Wright, Alice Jenkins, Sharon Jenkins, Ramona, Momo TV Henry, Eddie Nicholas, Dee Dee Bridgewater, and Ross Anthony Wiggins. Special thanks to our team, producer Shayna Wakefield, editor Kaylee Hapworth, associate producers Shantaya King and Natalia Dumont, photography by Kano El Neen, music by DJ Ron V and Rossimir Mantry. Black House, Black Joy is a production of WBGO Studios. We thank Corey Goldberg for getting us here. And if you are enjoying this content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you in the house that New Jersey built soon.